Coming up on today's edition of Locked on Leafs, the big boys came out to play as the Toronto Maple Leafs got some sweet revenge on the Edmonton Oilers. I'll break down that game and give you some news from practice as well. This is the Locked on Leafs podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked on Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast, your daily fix for all things Leafs. I'm your host, David Morissuti from Sports, and I will be flying solo for today's show. As always, Locked On Leafs is a daily Maple Leaf-centric podcast, so be sure to subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts from. And now you can catch us up on YouTube every day, Locked On Leafs. Remember, it is your team every day. We cover them five days a week, five shows a week. We bring you all that sweet leads content. So make sure you go and tell all your friends to come and join us on this for the party as we get uh, down the stretch here. It, it, these games are going to be very, very important for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I know that right now, pretty much locked into where they're going to be finishing in the standings, whether second or third in the Atlantic, looking like second at this rate with the way that, that, that they've been playing. But let's talk about this game. Let's talk about Saturday's. 7-4 to four victory over the Edmonton Oilers. And this game certainly had its ups and downs and momentum swings because I'm sure some of the people who were watching that game might have been thinking, uh, we might be preparing for a good, bad, and the ugly segment for me from uh, the Lockdown Leaf show when the Oilers went up 3-1 to one in this game. But, but the big boys, and I mean the big boys, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, John Tavares, William Nylander, they came out to play in that second period, leading the Leafs to a four-goal second period. They were they scored three goals in three minutes to completely turn the game around. This is the type of play that you would expect to see from a team like the Leafs to come up in these big moments that they didn't do the last time they played the Edmonton Oilers. This is what we expect from the Toronto Maple Leafs. So it was a big. Big game for the Leafs. And, of course, it was Mitch Marner that got it all started. As he, I, I really don't know how Mitch Marner was given the gift that he was given from Ryan McLeod, who decided to pass the puck right to him in his own zone, right in front of the net. And Marner, realizing he had a little bit of time, making the defense look a little silly with a nice, you know, fake move. And then almost, almost didn't go in after it went off the post. But it did go in. It started the barrage of goals. The Leafs would score, as I said, three in three minutes, four in the period. Eventually, it would score another two in the third period to take the seven to four victory. And I, I know some, the last time uh, we played this game that I want to play was when the, when Mitch Marner scored that ridiculous overtime winner, where um, I don't know how he managed to pull that overtime winner off. But this game here. Uh, <laughs> When you, when you see how Mitch Marner scores that goal, it's like bringing back my favorite game of look at that Leafs fan reaction. There are some great ones here. I'm going to see if I could. Yeah, there we go. Those of you that are watching on YouTube, I'm posting the photo. Those that are not listening and listening on audio, I would go and try to find James Myrtle tweeted out a picture of it, just saying looking at the um, the reactions from uh, from fans. 
And the best part about this picture, I'm going to start it off by saying it's not the Leafs fans. It's the couple of Oilers fans. Um, there's there's two right in the smack in the middle of the picture. There's two Oilers fans here. One in the or- lady in the orange sweater who's like putting her hand over her head like, oh, like <laughs> realizing exactly what happened there. And then you got a bunch of guys just like there's uh, if you look at the very left of the photo, like first guy. Uh, three rows up, mouth wide open, like, oh my god, not just no idea how that went in. You've got uh, guy buddy in the front row here, looks like a beer in his hand, smacking the glass. He's having a good time. Then you got obviously the one that stands out the most, guy in the white uh, crew neck crew neck sweater, holding with both hands over his head, like, oh my god, like how did that go in? Clearly, somebody right beside him having that same reaction. Picture, picture perfect moment. Those are the best ones to capture on picture. So thank you, James Myrtle, for tweeting that out. Um, it's just just a lovely, lovely goal. But it was the big boys that came big for this for this Leafs team. And they weren't gonna win against the Edmonton Oilers unless their best players were gonna be their best players in this game. This is what we mean when we watched that game against the Oilers where McDavid just went off. The disappointing part about that game wasn't that McDavid went off, is that the top players didn't show up. They were, were non-existent in that game, so it was good to see that they did come out in this one and uh, put on a put on a fantastic show. Like you know, Austin Matthews having a great night himself. John Tavares, I would call it a a quiet, a quiet two goal performance from himself. Just some beautiful, beautiful goals. One on the power play, and then one um, oh, beautiful setup from Austin Matthews. If you missed that one, just just go back and take a couple minutes to really appreciate. Because I totally thought Austin Matthews was shooting that buck, and the way he passed it, because Tavares is a left shot, I thought Tavares wouldn't have been able to corral it, but he did. And oh, what a what a goal he scored! Um, so we will go over to more individual performances from that game. In the um, in the uh, on the other side here, I'm gonna give my three stars of the game. But before we do that, let me talk to you about one of today's show sponsors, and that is Athletic Greens. It is a product that I use every day to help myself start my day off right. I'm somebody who likes the simplicity of you take one scoop of something every day, and that's exactly what AG1 does. You know, I want to find ways to improve my gut health. Get more energy. Make sure my day, because if you don't start your day off right, the rest of your day, it's gonna. You're just trying to trying to get your day started, right? And you don't want to already start behind the eight ball. You don't want to have to always make a comeback like the Leafs did in this game against the Oilers. So, make with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, whole food source superfoods, minerals, nutrients, probiotics, and adaptions to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, immune system, energy recovery, focus, and aging, all of those things. I'm somebody who is very much a simple person. I like things done specifically. You know, I take it, take AG1 every morning, one scoop before I eat anything. It's perfect. You don't have to, sometimes, you know, it's easy to forget to take your vitamins or you have to take vitamins at different parts of the day. Take it before food. Take it with food. Take it with a glass of water. None of that with the AG1. Throw that into the and they give you and if you get the AG1 subscription box, they give you the the, the bottle that goes with it, the tin, 
everything. It is a perfect, perfect uh, solution. Uh, it's something that I love because it costs me less than $3 a day. You're investing in, a, in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional ins insurance. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free. Contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything, while still tasting good. It supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. And right now, it is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Welcome back into the Locked On Lease podcast. David Morissuti here. Mike DiStefano is still away on vacation. And remember, Locked On Lease podcast is brought, is brought to you five days a week because it is your team every day. We make sure you keep we up on, on top of everything Leafs all the time. And boy, that game, there were a, this was a very tough game to try to pick three stars from. You know, sometimes it's a little tough to pick three stars. This one especially was very, very difficult. Obviously, it would be easy for me to just name the, the guys who uh, put up all the points in this game. I'm, I am going to do that. But first, for my, for my third star, I'm going to give it to Noel Achari. This might have been, again, a, the quietest two-goal performance you're going to see from, from a player. But, I, I mean, talking to a lot of people I know, Noel Achari has been one of their favorite acquisitions from the Leafs just because the Leafs did not have a Noel Achari on this roster. He scores two goals in this game. He had seven, seven shots on goal. Only one player on the Toronto Maple Leafs had more shots on goal than Noel Achari, and that was Austin Matthews, who had eight. Noel Achari had seven shots on goal, five hits, a block. He was crucial in those final, final minutes of the period where the Oilers thought maybe they could try to make a, a last-minute rally. But nope, Noel Acharya was not having it. I thought he was great in this game. And I think a lot of the Leafs players have really appreciated what Noel Achari has brought to this team. And obviously, what a great nickname to, for him to have. Cookie. Like, what, what a great name for him. Uh, Sheldon Keefe obviously brought up how he was unbelievable in all regards of the game he told the reporters after. Um, and Austin Matthews had great praise for him as well. He said he's a bulldog out there. He hits hard too. So you know what? Once in a while, we got to give our love to Noah Try. I mean, we definitely have called his name a few times on this podcast, but I thought he was definitely, definitely deserving. I mean, even Mitch Marner called the guy a beast after the game. Like, this is the type of player I'm looking forward to watching in the playoffs. Because everyone talks about the big bad lightning, all those tough, tough customers that they, uh, on the on the lightning. Noel Chari is going to fit in quite well in those matchups. I think he's gonna he's gonna really bring it. So I've I've really liked what uh, what he has brought to that fourth line, and will continue to bring to that fourth line. So 
Nolchari, I'm going to give him my third star of the game. Second star for me, I was debating here for a little bit, but then I'm like, no, nah, you have to give it to Austin Matthews. He was on fuego in this game. He could have, he had eight shots on goal. He should have had more than one goal in this game. He did have some chances that he did miss. He played 20 minutes, one minute and 26 seconds in this game, obviously with the Leafs looking to make that comeback. And with the Leafs playing with 11 forwards, you saw him, you saw Sheldon Keith throw Tavares on a line with Marner and Matthews. I thought that was quite clever. And then, you know, Nylander was thrown in there too. I like the ability to change things up. And the fact that they didn't just have Matthews, Martin Tavares out there the rest of the game, like we've seen Sheldon Keith do, he mixed it in. And that throws off the matchups, especially when you have the ability to have last change um, being the home team. I thought that was a very crucial thing for that Leafs win, to have those guys out there together. And obviously, they um, they were they were the spark. They were the engine of that comeback. Austin Matthews making a great play to Seb Tavares' goal, scoring a goal himself. Uh, so, yeah, definitely deserving of my second star. And hopefully this is just Austin Matthews really starting to hone in on his game and trying to uh, get himself ready for the to take his game to that next level for the playoffs. First star for me, it was Mitch Marner. You notice now, we talk in this game especially, it was Matthews versus McDavid. How do these two players kind of offset each other? I will say on top of Matthews, I forgot to mention this in his part. The play he plays he made against McDavid in this game were crucial because when it, it to expect a defenseman go one on one against McDavid and win those battles most of the time, that's a tough task. Jake McCabe did his best. Um, obviously, the goal he probably would have uh, liked to not allow McDavid to score that goal, but all things considering, thing you if you're only allowing um, Connor McDavid to score one goal. I think you're going to take that. Obviously, he had three points. He was still an impactful in this game. But you saw when Austin Matthews supported the defenseman, when he was on McDavid, not giving him much time and space, especially in the offensive zone, that's what made the difference in this game. So I just wanted to add that part to Austin Matthews, why I thought he was a little more deserving of that second star. But Mitch Marner, Mitch Marner takes first star because when Mitch Marner, has a game like this, there is he's unstoppable. The his play sometimes doesn't nearly get the um recognition it deserves because he's not Austin Matthews. I know a lot of people give Mitch Marner his due. No doubt about that. But I look at this I look at this uh game and and this reminded me a lot like the Buffalo game where Marner can take over and there's not much you can do to stop him. There is not much you can do to stop him. So a very, a very big effort from Mitch Marner this game. He had a goal, three assists, five shots on goal. He had two hits. And the and he led all these players with four takeaways. That's when Marner's at his best. When he is able to shorten the ice, when he's able to get those takeaways to turn defense into offense. And that's what he did in this game. I thought he was... He was incredible in this one. So Mitch Marr definitely deserving my first star. And I'm going to give an honorary, honorary mention to Michael Bunting, who, man, oh, man, did he really get on the Oilers' nerves in this game. He did have six penalty minutes, including a, dive, a double minor with a dust-up with uh, Evander Kane, which was 
it, it's funny because that you don't see Michael Bunting. We, we see him kind of, you know, jar with opponents and things like that. But the fact that that wasn't like I thought it was going to be a fight, and it didn't end up being a fight. But he knows exactly, exactly what he's doing. Ilya Samsonov said uh, said um, on Sunday, like Brad Marchand, yeah, Michael Bunting has that style because I think he realizes that's the type of style he's going to need to be effective. Now we have questioned and whether or not Michael Bunting d- gets a little carried away with it sometimes. Sometimes he does. Sometimes he tries to draw those calls from the refs. But against the Oilers on in that game, that's how where he can be at his most effective. If he's not going to be putting up points, if he's not going to be scoring, get under the opponent's skin. Make them make mistakes, like taking dumb penalties and things like that. Evander Kane also had some choice words for Michael Bunting after the game. He says he likes to dive and embellish. You want to get that out of the game, but they prevent guys from the consequences of those actions fighting is a great deterrent for those types of players and actions It just prevents guys from having to answer the bell like he's a perfect example of that so basically evander kane saying michael bunting not willing to fight he's just looking for the refs to protect him because he wants to dive and embellish as uh evander kane points out and say well if he's not willing to fight you know he's he's doing his job perfectly but, you know, the re- those things are going to continue to happen. Diamond embellishing is going to continue to happen unless um, – and, and he thinks that it's it's kind of up to the players to kind of root those things out of the game by having those guys answer the bell. Michael Bunting doesn't need to answer the bell. You know, I didn't think he was really diving and embellishing that much. People thought at first that the um, the play where uh, Darnell Nurse got up the high stick, they thought – Oh, it was a follow-through where you saw the second time. He hit him a second time with his stick. Like, that's not embellishing. That's not embellishing. That's getting hit with the stick and drawing a penalty. So he did get one embellishing penalty in this game. Does he try to sell calls sometimes? Absolutely. But he also is trying to sell calls because refs aren't exactly giving him the favor of calls either. So that's just something um, that I found quite interesting. But it also just proves that Michael Bunting does get on the opponent's skin, and uh, you know maybe Evander Kane should just worry about making sure his team wins the game, and not what Michael Bunting uh, is doing on the ice. So, look, I thought it was a great game. I thought it was a spirited affair. I thought both teams uh, brought brought a great entertainment to that game. I know it wasn't a masterclass of defense at times, but very entertaining nonetheless. So. I'm going to now get you set up for Monday's Sabres-Leafs game. Just some news from practice, some things to keep an eye on, um, and and more, especially about the goaltending. That's a big thing going on with this team. So I'll talk about that more on the other side. But let me first talk to you about another uh, one of today's show sponsors, and that is Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and calories, and you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holiday season. I know my goal is to eat a lot healthier this year. If you're like me and you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise on taste, then you just got to go and try a Built Bar. With Built, it's actually healthy and tasty. They're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. Perfect for those who want to continue with their New Year's resolutions. What makes Built Bar so good is that they're covered in 100% real chocolate. And they come with unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, coconut, I like the cookies and cream one. That's a pretty 
pretty, pretty solid flavor, if I do say so myself. I'm not really sure how they do it because Built is able to maintain amazing macros. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. Not many bars, especially protein bars out there, can claim that and while maintaining a great taste. And you can go and get Built Bars over at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. Head over to Walmart to the pharmacy section. Grab a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puffs. Or if you're, you're close to a Sam's Club, run and grab a 13-bar box of hit flavors like brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later, everyone. Those of you that still like to buy them online, like myself, you can make, go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your order at Built.com. Welcome back into the Locked On Leafs podcast. It's your team every day. David Morissuti here. And the Leafs are back on the ice Monday night against the Buffalo Sabres, who at one point I thought the Sabres were in this playoff race trying to you know, make things interesting for themselves. They didn't really go out and make the big moves at the deadline that I thought they would make to try to give themselves the best chance. I'm, uh, I'm, I think right now uh, the Sabres might not. It's tough. I don't think they're initially. I thought if they made a couple moves, like go get a goaltender and improve on their offense a little bit, or even add a, a veteran defenseman, it would have made their chances of making the playoffs that much better. But unfortunately, that has not been the case. For this uh, Sabres team, they have dropped four games, four games in a row coming into Monday's game against the Leafs. They are seven points out of a playoff spot. And obviously the Islanders have a lot of games in hand on those who are catching the, trying to catch them in the wild card spot. So Sabres, they're still going to try to battle against the, this. These games against the Leafs, we know a lot of these rival teams do not want to lose against the Leafs. It's a very it's a very big game for anybody who uh pretty much anyone in the Atlanta division. They always play the Leafs tough. So I don't expect it to be anything different there. Um I will be at this game. I will be sitting in the Ford zone or the Ford luxury box. I actually I think it's called the Ford fan deck is what it's actually called. So uh I will be at the game there and uh, we got some notes from practice here from Sheldon Keefe. One of them saying, Sheldon uh, Keefe says, Matt Murray will start in goal, says both goalies are going to play down the stretch, but he also added that Elias Samsonov isn't quite 100%. This is a bit of a load management at play here. So very interesting. Um, I, I did think Elias Samsonov was going to be... Uh, was going to be in, uh, in net for this one, so Matt Murray will continue to get the start. Now, I, I wanted to bring this up because um, this was uh, mentioned in the Discord. Um, it was brought up. I saw it on Twitter a few times. Matt Murray did not have the best game against the Oilers. Like, and what I mean by that was you look at the goals he allowed, very pedestrian goals to give up. You know what? The Matthias Ekholm goal, it was a nice shot. It was a hard shot. He didn't really play it well. But at the same time, it was a decent shot. I gave him a little bit of leeway on that one. Although the first shot of the game, first goal for the Oilers, a little bit of a tough look there. Um, the Evander Kane goal in the wraparound, just not quick enough to get get around there. The McDavid goal, again, I thought, ah, went through the wickets. I, I didn't think it was a great shot. Maybe he just got deceived by McDavid's speed. I don't know. And then the fourth goal on the power play, again, 
a goal I'd like to see see him make the save because he did get across. I thought he was going to save it, and he just didn't get his uh, foot on the post properly there. Not the greatest goals to give up. On the on the other hand, too, though he made some big saves in this game, some saves, especially in the third period where you know the Oilers were trying to really push and for the tire tying goal. I thought he came up he came up big with some big saves. Let's also not forget this was Matt Murray's just second game back since being brought back off LTIR and hadn't played since January. So he plays the last Saturday against Vancouver. The Leafs were god awful in that game. I thought he was that was a, he was pretty good in that game. All things considered, he gave the Leafs a chance at at times. And then he hadn't played for another week. That's tough. He's not. I, I want to see Matt Murray establish a bit of a rhythm here before I really say, before I really entertain anybody saying that, you know, they can't trust Matt Murray in the playoffs. Well, of course he hasn't played that much. And I know the injuries are always going to be a concern with him. I get that. I'm not saying that Matt Murray, like I'm ready to anoint Matt Murray in any way. I'm just saying it was a little premature for people to call for Matt Murray to be pulled. Um, and I saw some people say, I'll oh, pull Matt Murray. That's not happening. You have to let Matt Murray get himself back on track. So he's going to, let's see how he plays against the, the Sabres. And then eventually the Leafs are going to have some back to backs coming up. They're going to have, you know, they're going to have the Colorado Avalanche after the Sabres on Wednesday and then the Hurricanes and Senators Friday and Saturday. And then they got another back to back the week later between Carolina and Nashville. So there's going to be lots of opportunities for, you know, Samson off to play. Let's see if, if hopefully whatever he had. Uh, just gives him a game and he's okay and he can come back and maybe you give him the game against Colorado. You know, this is a good test here for both goaltenders because they're going to get, get teams right now that are in the playoffs or hunting for a playoff spot. And that's where you're going to get a true measure of what these goaltenders can do. So again, you know what? I'm giving Matt Murray a little bit of leeway here just to get himself back on track. Of course, I know the injuries. I know the injury concerns. I'm not going to say that Matt Murray, you know, is, you know, I, I didn't lose all faith in Matt Murray just because he was injured. Injuries happen. I get it. He's had his injury history. I get that as well. But you need Matt Murray to be good as well. You need, you're going to need both goaltenders down the stretch here. So I'm not one to, to throw, to just complain about Matt Murray. I know, I, I just think it's a little unfair at times. He got them the win. That against the Oilers. That was the important thing. Okay. Did he look great? No. But it was only his second game back from injuries. Give him some time to get back into the groove a little bit here. Um, we know Matt Murray has had some good stretches. We know he's had some poor stretches, and we know he's had no stretches where because he hasn't played. Let's let's give him some time to get himself reacclimated into this lineup. And I think the Leafs. I've liked their play the last two games. I liked how they played against the Devils after that shaky first period. I liked how they played from the second period on against the Oilers. I, I like I like what they're building here. They got to keep working on it. Now Luke Shen did have his uh, his wife did have the baby. I don't think Sheldon Keith. I I didn't see I, Sheldon Keith didn't wasn't committal on whether or not Shen would be in the lineup for the game against uh, Buffalo. So I think there's expectation that he'll move things will move in the next couple of uh, in the next couple of days. Um, 
I know that at uh, at practice on Sunday, I'm going to actually pull up the tweet here from Jonas Siegel. Uh, Sheldon Keith went with some different defensive pairings. I know that he kind of changed things around a little bit against the Oilers too. So Jonas Siegel, uh, the Leafs are changing things up on D at practice. Riley Brody, McCabe, Hall, Giordano, Lilligren, Gustafson, Timmons. So an interesting, interesting, um, interesting that he moved McCabe away from Brody. And Riley, I, I guess Sheldon Keefe just wants to see if he can get Morgan Riley playing better. You know, playing with TJ Brody, someone he's comfortable playing with. Maybe that's the case. Um, I'm wondering where Luke Shen fits into all this when he comes back. Let me know what you think. Where do you, where would you put Luke Shen if he's getting back into the lineup? Is he taking uh, Justin Hall's spot with, uh, with Jake McCabe? Is Timothy Lilligren coming out of the lineup? Is Shen going to play with Giordano? Or if uh, Shen is coming back, do they have him and Riley play together? There's, the Leafs have a lot of uh, options here, and I wonder if the Leafs are going to continue to go with 11 forwards and 7 defensemen. Alex Steves was recalled as well, so he might get in against the Sabres as well. Uh, a lot of things that we'll have to figure out. Um, obviously, this will come out. This podcast will come out before the Leafs uh, Monday morning uh, skate, so that's when things will be confirmed. Um, and then we will be back with another episode on Tuesday where we'll break down the Leafs game. Because I'm going to be at the game, the podcast will probably be coming out later Tuesday. Probably record Tuesday morning, have that come out a little later. So be on the lookout for that. And uh, we'll de- I'll have uh, my buddy Frank back on and we'll be uh, breaking all that down. I do have some other guests coming in this week. I've confirmed a few other guests. So uh we're gonna have uh we're gonna have a lot of fun this week on the podcast and depending on if i have time just be on the lookout i might post a mailbag video as well to call for mailbag questions so just keep your eye out open for that that will do it for us here today on the podcast i'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show you can subscribe to the locked on these podcasts on all podcast platforms and receive daily leaves content follow myself on twitter at the underscore more and follow the show at Locked On Leafs. We'll be back with another episode Tuesday where we'll break down the Leafs game against the Sabres. But until then, keep it locked right here on Locked On Leafs.